Today's episode is sponsored by Jonas Paul Eyewear. Stylish kids' glasses with an impact. Mercedes, I know you know about style and your babies are the coolest. You know it. So tell us how cute these glasses are. Okay, listen. It's so hard to find on-trend glasses for kids, and these are the cutest glasses I've seen. Yes. And have you ever used a home try-on kit for glasses? No, but it sounds super fun, and I feel like your kids get to play dress-up. We have Jonas Paul glasses, and this past year, Brooksie, my eight-year-old, needed glasses, so we got a home try-on kit from Jonas Paul. Brooksie loves looking good. He actually legit wore a bow tie all on his own for picture day. Having a kit at home was perfect for him. They sent us seven frames and he had a week to walk around in them and make his own opinion. And it was really nice to not have that quick, we have 10 minutes in a store and there's fluorescent lights and we need to decide feeling. When he picked his frame, We put our order in online and we shipped the box of trial glasses back with the free shipping label provided. Super easy. So you have Jonas Paul glasses at your house and you know what? So does Heather. Yeah, that's right. Mason has them. She's worn Jonas Paul glasses for a couple of years now. We all know that getting glasses to fit on our kids with Down syndrome can be difficult. There's a flatter nose bridge that our kids have and lower set ears, and that can make getting glasses to fit a challenge. Here's the thing about Jonas Paul. Their nose pads are designed specifically for children's noses. They also have these unique adjustable tips that you can bend for a custom fit. So you can make it fit to your child's perfect little face. These glasses are so affordable, half the price of most of the children's glasses out there. Plus, here's the best part, every frame sold prevents childhood blindness in the developing world. It's so great. You know that Jonas Paul now sells glasses for teenagers and our kids are growing up. They're growing up fast and we are gonna need those teenager sizes before we know it. For first time customers, Jonas Paul is offering 15% off. Use the promo code THELUCKYFEW at checkout. Visit their website, jonaspauleyewear.com, to learn more. Ready? Are you going to do the the annoying podcast voice? Yes, that's the one. Hey friends, welcome to episode 56 of the Lucky Few podcast, where we are shifting the narrative by shouting the worth of people with Down syndrome. It's just me, Micah, today, along with a very handsome, special guest. And in honor of Valentine's Day, Love Day, we're talking all about marriage and partnerships. And my mister is here with me to get into it. So... I can't wait to introduce or reintroduce those of you who heard him on the dad's episode. Um, Introduce y'all to my main squeeze, Chris Hohorst. So join us as we talk about marriage and how having a child with Down syndrome has challenged, blessed, and marked our own. Thank you for joining us, friends. Welcome to the Lucky Few Podcast. Hey guys, hey friends out there. So happy to be with you on this 
lovely Valentine's week to chat about relationships and raising a child with different abilities. And joining me in this conversation is literally my favorite human on the planet, Chris Hohorst. You want to say hi? Hi, Micah. Hi, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to bring more energy than our first take. So much energy. Um, Chris is a dad, a husband, a reader, a thinker, a smart, businessy tech industry guy. And he's also someone who inspires me in his commitment to friendship and authenticity and his commitment to living out an authentic, intellectually rigorous faith like this guy. Um, you like that introduction? I wrote that. You did? No, I didn't. <laughs> I wrote it in my own mind, and then I put it on paper. Okay, good. Um, welcome to the Lucky Few Podcast, husband. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, so we are here to talk about marriage, um, and we're not experts. No, we're not. <laughs> we are not psychologists <laughs> or counselors. There are other podcasts for that. <laughs> <laughs> Go find a podcast with real people who can help you. <laughs> yeah, we just tell you what not to do. All right. <laughs> but we have been married for 15 years. We have. That's something. It's something pretty good. Um, I, so what I want to say before we start and before we get like deep into anything is just, I just want to note that marriage and partnership looks different, um, for different couples. And we are speaking from a heteronormative lens and all three of us, Mercedes, Heather, and I are all in that boat. So if this conversation doesn't speak to you or you have anything to add, we'd love to hear from you on Instagram. DM us about, um, you know, what is unique about your relationship and we can keep the conversation going. So let's do this, Hohorst. Let's talk about it. I just want to say how close our faces have to be to this microphone. <laughs> we only have one microphone. It's very appropriate for this day. It's, it's very appropriate because we're like almost Eskimo <laughs> kissing. We're, we more. can just wiggle our noses right, at each other. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about it. Marriage is hard. Why Fact. do you th- why do you think it's hard, Hohorst? Marriage is hard. Um, you know, I, all all good things are hard, I guess. But um, you know, we were talking about it earlier. Just the way you know, once once you get somebody else in your life who can lay a claim to you, and you don't get make your own decisions anymore, you don't get your own time. I mean, it starts with marriage, and it just keeps getting more intense when you have kids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, on a basic level, marriage is is your you're choosing to share everything with somebody. You're choosing to share life and stuff and your days. And, and so it's like, it's demands of you. I mean, demands your time, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I'm glad we're on the same page about what marriage is. I'm just saying that your time's not your own. No, it is not. But you know, marriage is hard enough. And then you throw kids in the mix. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it gets hard. I mean, you invite these things into your home and, you know, you don't, they just do what they want and you got to pick up the pieces. And, you know, we were talking about kids with special needs and it just is even, it feels like, you know, it just becomes more and more intense and emotionally, physically, um, certainly mentally too. So that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) it's, 
I guess one of the things that Chris and I were talking about when we were discussing this earlier is that um, it's not really a when we talk about how marriage is affected by having a child with Down syndrome, that what we're talking is like a difference. It's not a difference of kind. It's not like these are marriages over here that are affected by Down syndrome or having a child with dis- with like different abilities. And these marriages over here, it's, you know, they've got it way easier. Their kids are typical. Yeah. Um, that it's more of like a scale. So that there like there are differences in families but it's like how ramped up is the scale like how much yeah, is demanded and, of you cuz there you know there can be a temptation sometimes um you know if you have maybe you have friends who have kids and um if they're you look and you say oh they they must have it easy their kids mm-hmm. don't have these challenges but you know for for that family their challenges feel super intense mm-hmm. and um you know, you, I don't know what else to say about that, but, um, yeah, well, we were talking about how they, like you having kids is hard because their pain is your pain yeah. and you are in this relentless job of some days are good and some days are hard and everything feels like it has, um, consequences down the line. You know, like yeah. if you screw up today that could be a memory they have someday, you yeah. know, of you screaming sure. at them. And it could affect them when they're 40. And the, the stakes feel high, right? Because, right. you know, maybe maybe with a, a kid who has fewer needs, you think, okay, they'll, they'll, they're resilient. They'll bounce back. They're flexible. Um, they'll adjust. And it does feel sometimes that, you know, your kid with special needs may, it may have a bigger impact on them down the line. We talk a lot about, you know, the work that especially you put into helping Ace grow and eat. And certainly early on in his life, I mean, that was that was a ton of work. And mm-hmm. there was always a fear that if he didn't get that figured out, it would be an, an issue with him for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And, and now it's a similar thing with his speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that there are like that. You bear that weight. and We both bear that weight. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it's I think it's good to think about marriage as like when you have a child with different abilities and you, if the intensity of having children, it's hard no matter what, but it's like a sliding scale. It's like you're ramping up Mm. what's required or like every child gives you is brings pain into your life. You know, you're, it's your heart out in front of you. It's some, something, someone you love so deeply, you could never, um, express it. And, um, it's hard. We both, we have two older kids and we have ACE and it's hard. Um, every, every season we've been through with our older boys, um, we have felt their pain with them. Mm. And I think, one of the differences is that Ace's pain feels like, you know, I we walk into the playground and I watch kids stare at him, right? Mm. Or um, I we go into our IEP meetings and I know I'm going to hear about all the things that he's not doing that other kids are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the level of pain and the level of anxiety, like, I mean, you just mentioned... Um, that in his early on in his life, it was 
losing weight and trying to pack on the pounds and feeling scared every time we went to weigh him and fearing like what if this continues forever Mm -hmm. and now it's speech like what if he's going to turn five in april and what if we don't get over this hump what if he is nonverbal his whole life um it's those those are that's real pain that's and so and that always gets carried into the relationship i think one of the things that makes that hard on a marriage is you know you have only so much Right, whether physically you only have so much energy during the day, um, or emotionally, it feels like you just use it up, mm-hmm. and you've, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. And you know, you you marry somebody, you're getting a relationship with somebody, um, and you think, you know, okay, I love this person. They're they're into the same things I'm into. We read books together. We go out. We, I don't know, we went on one jog together once. Um, <laughs> I started throwing up like 400 feet. Maybe in. you have hobbies. <laughs> with, maybe you build model airplanes. I don't know what it is. <laughs> the couple who builds model airplanes together yeah, we, stays together. That's right. <laughs> um, we should do that. That would, yeah, be, that so would be sweet. sweet. Um, but you, you know, you, you, that's, that's, those things, you know, you get, you get to know somebody mm-hmm. and then you go down this road and there's not time for a lot of that stuff. And so, you know, who are you if you're not building model airplanes? <laughs> that's what I always say. Yeah, no, but so, so you, I think that's one of the things that's yeah. hard on the marriage. You start yeah. to say, who is this person? Right. Because the things that the, the, when it's that surface level stuff, like this is what we do together. We watch movies and we are into, you know, da-da-li-da. Um, <laughs> I made up model airplanes. You couldn't make something up on the fly? <laughs> da-da-li-da. Um, There's a shout out to my dad if you're listening. We used to build model airplanes together. Um, but yeah, the having kids, that space in your life for the things that you were into that slowly is taken from you and time <laughs> is taken from you. Yeah. By the way, are we going to do like a why uh, it's great for marriage episode? I feel like this is the like why it's hard. <laughs> I feel like we should do it. Okay, 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 we're yeah. getting to it. All right, you're right. Um, but all that to say, it's a strain on marriage because one, you're exhausted and it's hard to be kind to people when you're exhausted. Yeah. And so of course you're, it's hard to be kind to the person right next to you. That's right. And for us right now, we are literally right next to each other. Is this where we're going to do our, uh, we're very close to each other. This is great. This is (laughs) is cheaper than a babysitter. Yeah. Maybe if we did this uh, podcast every night with our noses next to each other. Okay. Is this where we're going to do a day in the life? So no. So I was just going to say, you say, who is this person? Because this person has changed. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. So I wanted to say that one of the, like I looked up stats um, and I've seen different stats about divorce rates but the the one that i found said that couples with differently able a differently able child that the divorce rates are up to like 80 percent of those marriages end Hmm. that's That's really intense it's really intense Mm -hmm. but there's i mean i think it comes back to like because it is the pain the pain the exhaustion the fear I think it's people, and not being and struggling to share that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I could see people saying like, I can't handle this. Like mm-hmm. this is, you know, it start, you could say there's no way out of this, right? This is not the life I, I had envisioned. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that Chris and I had talked about is like that 
some of that is learning how to tell each other our story, like remind each other how, why we got together in the first place in those moments when... Um, you need a reminder? <laughs> oh, I, every time I see your face, babe, I remember why I got together <laughs> yeah, with you. Yeah, Gorgeousness just all over. Um, just stop it. <laughs> so Thank let's, <laughs> so let's say what has been hard for us. Um, you want to talk about a day in the life? Oh, I thought, yeah, I thought that's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're talking about day. Is there music for this segment? Day in the life, day in the life of Micah and Chris. That's right. Okay. This could be the worst. So we have an editor, so it'll, he'll cut it. <laughs> Andy, you'll cut it if it's no good. But, uh, we thought we'd give you a little day in life just to get a sense. Um, and maybe we'll, we'll try and make it funny, but let's see. We woke up, I woke up at five twenty. When we were very happy because four nights in a row, Ace has slept through yes, the night. So yes. I want to give a shout out. I think we should try and get um, some sort of shout out for the melatonin supplement we're currently using. Because it's, <laughs> it's four for four. Wink. Uh, we're not even being sponsored by Wink. Yeah, but this is not a paid. Wink melatonin. So far, so good. All right. So anyway, but he woke up at 520. So Wink, you can do better. But um, <laughs> I went down, snuggled the guy up, rocked him, got him back to bed, fell asleep with him. Fine. Wake up 650. Mm -hmm. And then we had to scramble because our older son had a handbell choir. Yes. I don't, let's not talk about that. <laughs> but the point is. So our 11-year-old had to be at the, the church that he goes to a church school, a private school. And the church where he goes, he was performing this morning. This is Sunday. And so main point is Chris let me sleep because I had a pretty bad headache yesterday from my concussion that I'm still recovering from. And, um, and he let me, he didn't, I didn't have to get up at 5:40 with ACE and I didn't have to take August to handbills at 8am, but I did get out of bed right before and right before you guys were leaving, after I had had a lovely sleep in, and the first thing I said to August was, uh, August, this is our 11-year-old, you can't wear black sweatpants. Performance black, quote unquote, <laughs> does not mean baggy black sweatpants and an inside out queen t-shirt, <laughs> FYI, America, <laughs> don't do it. So I made the mistake of not saying, good morning, my darling child. Yeah, yeah. That um, good. I went straight to like, why are you wearing that as he's about to go out yeah, the door? So he, yeah. That was, that made for a hard moment. He was frustrated. That's an understatement. I'm not telling you the whole truth because <laughs> this is not a podcast about those challenges, but it was bad news. Anyway, we, we, got, we got it together. Yeah. We got him there. I don't know how much detail. Yeah. 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 Here, but. I got, I got the other, I got Ace eating, got the other boys ready. Chris and August came back and we went to our actual church. Um, 15 minutes late for you. 15 minutes late. We were frustrated. I was frustrated. There was some screaming. You there screamed. was some screaming. I yelled, yelled at the kids this morning. You loudly. I did. Yep. And I apologized. Did. I apologized in the car. Yep. The boys were fighting and I was mad. Yep. The older boys were fighting. <laughs> Ace was not fighting Ace. anybody. <laughs> he not really fight. <laughs> And um, after church, we rushed right over to Brooks's basketball game, where Chris is the assistant coach at the YMCA. And got to start somewhere. It was a it was a cute little game, third grade bas boys basketball. And then, is it? Can we say? I just want to say that. Um, side note: 
um, you know, there is there is a can I say this? There's a boy on on our son's team who has some good good old fashioned ADHD, mm-hmm. and it's just so sweet to see how our big boys like. I mean, not like they're not they're just cool around him, mm-hmm. and they're just cool, and they get it. They get that there's difference in the yeah. world, and August in particular is just like encouraging and you know high fiving him, and I just love that. Yeah. So that's really cool. File that under the yeah under wood, the, the things good that stuff. are wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we go from, go from that. We come back home. I still have a headache because I've been just, I'm sorry to say my concussion symptoms have been bothering me a lot. And so guess what I did? Took a nap. <laughs> I took Surprise. another nap. <laughs> I went and took a nap. And uh, uh, guys, everybody out there, I would be <laughs> lying to you if I told you there was not a little bit of frustration in my heart, deep down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that I took another little, nap. No, I mean, I, after I got to sleep in, I, it, it, I, not on purpose, but sometimes you just can't yeah. help it. Sometimes yeah. you're just like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I, I would never feel this way, but if somebody were to feel like Micah, what is your problem? Stop sleeping so much. I would totally understand that perspective. <laughs> I would totally get that guy. If someone out there would feel that way. I would totally get that guy. <laughs> Okay, so while I'm taking a nap, Chris is helping August with his homework. Chris is helping the boys do their chores. Chris is replacing our disposal that is broken, and there's like gross water under our People, kitchen sink. I have uh, I've taken up some plumbing. And I feel <laughs> I feel pretty good about myself. Well, I'm really proud of you. We can do a separate thing on yeah. on that. Yeah, he's like reaching deep into a new part of him that is. The, the, I, I, just the person who gets know. stuff done. Yeah, well, that's okay. The man who gets things that's done. That's right. That's new. All right. Um, okay, so then we go from from that. I'm done with my nap. I okay. come back. I help some things. I do some stuff a little bit. And then August gets to have an Oscars party tonight, and he invited his friends over. So we entertained some 11-year-olds. Yeah. And that was our day. Yeah, and Ace jumped on the trampoline. Ace jumped on the trampoline. And, um, you know, he he listened to his Honey Bunny. Mm-hmm. God bless that thing. The music player thing. Yeah, he, he ate some good food. I don't know, maybe now that we've done this whole segment, um, <laughs> it's just cool, like, to remember that life can also look pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Like, you just you just carry on. You yeah. get up at 520, rock the kid. You, you know, put him on the trampoline so he gets his jumpies out. Yeah. You, you go to the basketball game where Ace is running around like crazy. Yeah, I have to hold Ace so tight during the basketball game because there's not even bleachers. And <laughs> he just wants to be in the middle of the court. So I just squeeze him as hard as I can sweetly. Yeah. And then as soon as there's like timeout or something, I let him go so he and can run out right into the... <laughs> arms swing, like a windmill as he just runs in circles. And you're just like, oh yeah, it's just life. Yeah. So that's... yeah. Maybe that's what I would tell people who are like new to this whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh yeah, we have this. We this. have a child oh, yeah. with Down syndrome. Okay, so yeah. that was that was basically it. So, yeah, I mean, we share that with you to say, you know, it's our daily grind. It I also, was, I think there were three poops today. Ace. Yeah, Ace. Ace, sorry, Please not in the clarify. house. Clarify. <laughs> I just mean Ace three today. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, and I think Chris changed every one of them. 
I think this is basically turning out to be a podcast about how much Chris does while I take naps. Yeah, when's the part where we talk about like demo, like division of labor part? Okay. Um, so tell me about, so we talked about how parenting a child with Down syndrome raises the stakes because it raises the pain. It You feel the pressure of everything matters so deeply. Yeah. Like meeting each of the developmental goals feels like it matters so deeply. Tell me what you think about, um, we talked about it being a crucible, that it, in terms of a marriage mm-hmm. that can make it stronger or break it. Yeah. Um, she's mo- literally moving my face closer to this microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's something magical that happens like in those hard moments, if you're paying attention, I think, um, where you see something special in your partner, right? Mm-hmm. Where you get to see something that otherwise maybe you would never see or they would never see. It's, you know, me getting to see Micah um, learn. She never baked a cupcake in her life. <laughs> Seriously, like my, my aunt and my mom still make me more baked goods than Micah <laughs> has ever made. But this week when we tried to get gluten and MSG out of Ace's diet, um, Micah was spent sixty five, eighty dollars, I don't know, $80 on flowers of different kinds and countless hours trying to make um, gluten-free, you know, MSG-free bread. And just the tears in her eyes as the <laughs> final loaf came out. I mean, you get to see stuff like that yeah. that you wouldn't see otherwise. You get to see, um, you know, your partner fighting for the kid in a way that maybe maybe you would never get to see. So mm-hmm. I think that's that's one thing. Um, do you have something else in your mind? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm thinking about moments that I've seen from you that I would never have expected. Last year when you spoke to like 300 of your colleagues about the gift of having a child with Down syndrome um, in a space, you know, in the tech world where everybody is super successful and everybody is like Mm -hmm. climbing the ladder and it's all about your um, performance and your ability and everyone's gone to great colleges, all that stuff. And to see you stand up in front of them and tell a different narrative about how ACE is a gift. Um, that's like, that's the kind of stuff that is golden. Like we have seen each other rise to, um, like just rise to another level. We were married for 10 years before ACE came around. We knew each other pretty well. And we'd been through a lot with our kids, with our two older boys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it wasn't all smooth sailing. But we have, I think we've, we've watched both of us, um, our hearts kind of bust wide, wide open because of Ace. The pain, the, the difficulty, what, is, what it's required of us, and how we've needed each other. Yeah, I think um, that's, that's well said. And I think... You know, it's easy to, it was, it's always been easy to like love and snuggle up Ace because he was always been so sweet and cute. Um, for the first time, I think for me in this fall, you know, this fall was really hard because um, you had a lot of stuff going on, including, um, you know, your concussion that you've already mentioned. 
<laughs> it's an ongoing <laughs> friend in my life. Yes. And that meant you, you really couldn't get up in the night for a while. We had Ace's autism diagnosis where he was just starting to um, wake up you know, once or twice every night for a couple hours at a time. We had no idea how to get him back to sleep. Um, and I was very busy at work. And so there were a couple of weeks there where I was, you know, going down there for a couple, couple times a night. And that was as far at the end of my rope as I've ever been. Hmm. Um, and when your kid is not giving you anything to work with, yeah, you got, you got to reach somewhere else. Mm-hmm. to find something right when they're not telling funny jokes or you know smiling at you and making you know you laugh or whatever it is or doing all the things that normal human human interaction is makes fun right makes interesting and, mm-hmm. and good um it just is a different thing and you've got to reach deeper into a place i didn't maybe didn't know that i had mm-hmm. um to find that that type of response yeah and i think like your wife was not giving you much to work with either. Fact. <laughs> but I mean, I don't, this is the first time neither of us have, we've always been pretty healthy. I think this is the first time where in our, our vows of, um, sickness and in health, it, it really fell on you for a while. I literally was in bed a lot and, um, it's, it was a lot to ask and that's what we're supposed to do for each other. So, Step into that. Sounds good. Yeah. So, um, so let's talk about, I mean, let's talk about takeaways. Um, you know, when our days look like the day that we described today, just back to back to back stuff, you having to, um, coach a little league basketball game and replace a disposal and prepare for only leaks a little (laughs) and prepare for an 11 year old boy party and (laughs) like, let me nap, you know, uh, how, how in the middle of all that stuff do we care for each other and safeguard our relationships? Because I think that's like marriages don't break down in, um, like defining moments necessarily. They break down in the daily grind um, mm. when we stop taking care of each other, when we stop being kind. Um, so let's talk about practical stuff. One of the practical tips in my mind is has to do with the scoreboard. Um, is like getting rid of the scoreboard or reversing the scoreboard. And what I mean by that is like... Oh, wait, I thought of it. Oh, good. See it. So no, I was just I was just thinking about, you know, we talked earlier about how, you know, physical, mental, emotional, whatever. And there's just like the time just goes. There's just no time left in the day. Yeah. Right? And you wake up and you think, wouldn't today be a great day for a fill in the blank? A nice a, run through a, the park. I that's me. I want to go for for a nice run through the park. Maybe go hit a few golf balls with Brooks, right? Like our middle yeah. son, because he's getting into that. You probably want to do some writing work. I want to read on the couch. And and I think, you know, this is not, I'm not, I'm just not trying to complain. I'm just saying, actually, one of the biggest gifts of kids in general, and especially, you know, it's, it's again, it's compounded with the special needs, is the way that you just start to value time. Remember mm-hmm. I was making that point? Yeah. Like, when you get, like, 30 minutes, you are going to treasure that time. Last night, we were able to go out we had a babysitter, we had a babysitter. amazing 
um, and, and go out and like making the most of the time mm-hmm. and um, just treasuring it. That's all. It wasn't really yeah. worth me interrupting you, but it was... <laughs> I'm glad you it said it. It was important to me. It's good. It's good. <laughs> okay. okay. So when so what I was starting to say <clears throat> before I got interrupted was that uh, I think one of the downfalls that happens in marriages a lot is the scoreboard, where it is it would be easy for Chris tonight at the end of the day to be like, oh, Micah, what were you doing? Well, I was changing Aces three dirty diapers today, um, and installing the disposal and preparing for the 11 year old birthday party and coaching the basketball game and taking August to handbells. And you could say, I didn't do a lot today. Yeah. So that's a scoreboard idea. That's the scoreboard idea. And I think the scoreboard idea is present in a lot of people's fights, right? Don't you think like most marriage fights, I mean, happen like around I, the like scoreboard. I said, I was feeling it earlier. Right? Yeah. I was yeah. It. Sure. Yeah. So, um, so what do you do? Like, what's the remedy yeah, I mean, for not living in the scoreboard? Well, we were, we were talking about it as like just trying to invert the whole thing, right? Because yeah. there's, there's maybe a different cycle, right? A different, instead of resentment that I have to do this thing and sort of an awareness of you not doing something right. leading to a frustration that sort of begins a narrative of, oh, Micah's always concussed. <laughs> Which, right. truth. Fair, fair narrative. <laughs> but, you know, so so that's one way it goes. Yeah. And, like, what's the opposite of that? So we were kind of talking about, right, um, you know, how do you start with noticing what the other person is giving, what mm-hmm. the other person is doing um, on behalf of your family, on behalf of you, on behalf of your kids? Um, so you start you start there. Yeah. And then what's the next thing? We, um, we, we talked we talked about like um, like understanding what emotional labor is was one part of it because um, I think that we there's like the labor that we described of you doing so much today, right? But there's also the labor of um, of just keeping track of everything, especially when it comes to having a child with a different ability or a child with down syndrome. Um, like is the emotional labor piece is I am aware of, um, all the research around autism and diet, right? I've been doing all of this stuff. I'm like planning all these, I'm planning how life will happen for Ace to be gluten-free, to be dairy-free, to take these things out of his okay. diet. I'm planning the doctor's appointments and the um, the therapies. And so, like, but what we need is to see each other yeah. and what we're doing. And, and so you're seeing my, my work in that piece. I'm seeing what you've done today and naming it. And just naming it for each other, I think, is huge. I think you're right. And, I mean, subpoint would be you are way more in touch with I don't know, the those needs, right? You're, you're sort of naturally attuned to um, the risks and what needs to be done. Um, and so it's... You mean, it's, like, developmentally? Yeah, I just mean in general, you know, like your mind will naturally go to, okay, like this could go wrong. I need to prepare for that. 
Yeah. And so you will hold, where do we keep the croup medication? Right. 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 And it's easy for me to, as someone who doesn't naturally go there, to let you hold that. Yeah. And so as sort of uh, under this first, I don't know, heading of see the other person and see what they're doing, contributing and giving. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, this is sort of a a way in our relationship that that Mm -hmm. plays out, right? Yeah, yeah. Like to know, I think what I need is to know that Chris is not just not just letting me be the one person who knows where the crude medication yeah. is. I need to know that he knows what to do and is not just dependent on me. And and he needs for me to see that it was a lot of effort today to install the you know whatever that thing is called. Yeah, yeah exactly. that thing. That thing. Um, <laughs> I want you to think of me every time you read <laughs> So, but I think naming it is one part and being curious about what that is, what that feels like. Yeah. You know, what did it feel like for you today while I napped and you did all of those things? Or you to say to me, you know, what did it feel like when Ace was sick and I didn't know where the medication was? Um, so then, then there's like, um, being inspired. I think like the next step of that is Letting what the other person mm. is doing inspire you to pick up the slack. Yeah, the, I mean, you know the, what I mean. Yeah, well, when you again, like the the other the scoreboard narrative doesn't let you see what the other person's doing. Yeah, so it leads to like it's sort of a look at look at what I'm doing, right? Whereas the the positive narrative is, um, or the positive movement is, look at all they're doing. I want to, I want to give. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to find ways to, um, you know, respond to that. Yeah. Is that the right way? I don't I, know I, yeah, right. I think so. I mean, I think letting it inspire you to move towards that work as yeah. well, like yeah. in the parenting of the kids. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah. So like now I really want to go install a, oh my God! <laughs> I really want to install a disposal. All right, you're making fun of this whole thing. I'm you not. are not okay, taking give, this seriously. Let's give a real. Do you have a real example of that? I just mean like with the bread thing. I was like, you know, super inspired by all your work, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like I, so. I think that just. I don't know. I'm not trying to overcomplicate this. I just yeah. think you're you're. It's encouraging, and you see, man, I. I'm just proud of this person. I yeah. am happy for all they're giving. And you don't think about, you just do what you need to get done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the, And that seems like what kindness is to me. It's like looking for ways to pick up slack out of respect for the other person. Or it, looking for ways to share the love. I don't think that's what you, I don't think that's what you mean. That, that kindness of, like, is? Out of, I think out of respect. Well, respect feels mean. too formal yeah, yeah. of a word. I think it's a response, right? It's, it's a response a, of it's love. A, yeah. Yeah. We're having a meaningful look at each other's <laughs> eyes right now. This is so sweet. Thank you. It's Valentine's What happens? Day. I mean, what does this happens after that, right? We okay. talked about you, then you give, you respond in love. What happens then? Yeah. Well, so, okay, that's the reverse scorecard. So instead of being like, hey, here's what you've done, and you haven't done as much as I've done, instead you're saying to each other, look what you did this week. But then there's more. and then And then, right? Then you look for ways to give the person what they need. 
mm-hmm. right? That's what we were talking about. So yeah. how, you know, you, um, I, I remember in the fall when it was so hard, like I mentioned, um, you encouraged me to go spend a weekend with my, my dad and my brothers, um, you know, far away on the East Coast. And it was so life-giving for me. And it would have been very easy for you to be like, are you crazy? Look at our kids right now. Like, you can't leave <laughs> me here. And you would have been right. But, you know, we look for these moments when maybe like the waters have calmed a little bit and we think, yeah, I can handle that. And mm-hmm. I want to give you this yeah. because number one, it's going to be healthy for you. Number two, you know, you earned it yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And I think that that's, that becomes a cycle because then you're so grateful for that. And you come, I came back so refreshed and mm-hmm. eager to, you know, um, stay up or, you know, whatever it is, name the thing. Right, right, right. It's like, well, and you can't, like, you can't measure that stuff, like, tit for tat, like, this is worth this many yeah. points or something because you you come back from a time with your dad and brothers and you're rejuvenated and that is going to bring new energy to the family. It's not like it's re- we could somehow replace those three days that I spent just by myself with the kids. Yeah. It's like that energy is bringing new life and um, it's it evens out. Yeah, more than evens out, right? Uh-huh. Like we were we were talking about yesterday. You got to go up. Um, to Sonoma and I was home with the boys and you know it was a hard day it wasn't like super easy jaunty day I don't think I've had a jaunty day since 2007 (laughs) but um, it was it was you know was it the amount of energy and goodness you got from being up there was so much more than you would have been able to contribute by being in the house with me yeah and so we actually sort of created more energy than we would yeah. have done otherwise. Yeah, I think that's true. I think I'll also say another example of um, the reverse scorecard is last week you had a really intense week of work, a lot of meetings. You needed to prep for things at night. Um, and so it was kind of like I was doing the dishes so that you could be working on work stuff. And so it just required a lot from me during the week. And... Um, but I, I was proud of you because you were working on some, some new things that were hard. And um, Friday, I saw you after, at the end of the day. You came home with flowers for me. I did. And just <laughs> so that you guys all know, I don't, I'm not good at this. Like, I don't buy a lot of flowers. Can you just con- uh, I can I, confirm that? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not great at that. But it, it was a moment where 15 bucks went a long way. Yeah. Reverse scorecard, right? He was saying to me, I see what you did this week. Yeah. And it it meant a lot to me. It mattered. Um, Some lady did try and get me not to buy those. <laughs> I don't know why still. Like, I don't know if, if what are these? Do we know what these are? I don't are? know what these kind of, we're looking at the flowers right now. I forget what they go. They, <laughs> but she was like, no, don't buy those. But in another language and... I, th- I was worried that maybe they meant something bad. <laughs> we'll see. But I think they're cute, so okay. who knows? Um, so I think the biggest takeaway is not operating operating out of a place of scarcity, believing that that there's not like an, a finite mm. amount of energy in the family or in the relationship. Like we can keep giving each other more space and believe that yeah. you're the more that I give to you, the more you're going to come back with more. The more you're going to come back with more. <laughs> well, I'm a sad. writer. <laughs> <laughs>
I, yeah. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Though. You're right. Like love, love is not finite. Yeah, love but, has more and more space in it. Yeah. I'm just rolling my eyes because you, you said love is not finite. Well, that's, I thought that was a good phrase. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Okay, so Chris, let's end here. Do you have any like practical tips for maybe for parents who um, they have just recently had a child with Down syndrome or they're like in the early stages? Do we have any like practical things to say? Super practical? Mm-hmm. I, Super. I, I mean, I... Like, if you... Like, what would you have wanted to hear when Ace was born? I hear... Um, this is hard for me. Okay. Well, I, here's one that I would say. Okay. I'd say, don't be afraid of counseling. Don't be afraid of therapy. Mm. I think that um, these... Like, these days are really challenging. The pain is real. The, the time is finite. Yep. You know? Yep. It's exhausting. Okay. And that um, your relationship is of utmost, utmost importance. And if you're struggling, like, seek out help. That's good. Yeah. I think we've got that advice, too. Um, it's a little bit of, like, put your own mask on first and yeah. put your own um, <clears throat> relationship mask on first. Because I think I think the specific advice was around the best thing for Ace is going to be living in a healthy home. Mm-hmm. A, a home with healthy parents, healthy relationships. Um, so prioritize that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think also just being each other's cheerleader, like this is not a competition of, again, the scoreboard thing, who's done the most, who's working the hardest, but name the great things that you see in each other. And remember that the daily interactions are the things that make a marriage. Yeah. Mm. I was trying. I thought I had one more. Can I think of it in time? <laughs> I maybe I want to come back to something you said about yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, with the with the therapy and counseling thing, I think trying to be really in tune and aware of how <clears throat> excuse me um, how this particular dynamic is gonna you're each gonna respond to it. Mm-hmm. I think we learned some stuff, but it took a while about how our our personalities and our family histories and how we brought all that and um, it took a while for us to really understand how we were each processing it differently so yeah maybe that's just a in those moments that. of stress yeah. in those moments of um, anxiety or the moments when your kid is waking up every night and well it, I, speaking of I hear our 11 year old screaming <laughs> from the other room and so our day in the life is not over it's not over it never ends um, so yeah, I think, uh, I think that's kind of it, right? Let's, let's let's sign this thing off. Okay, let's do it. So I just want to say um, to all of you friends out there, um, we really appreciate you um, listening and engaging in our community, and that um, we're doing this together, and we want to um, have this conversation with all of you out there. So don't feel like you're alone um, struggling in your marriages and your relationships. Like we, we're all trying to figure it out. 
So don't be afraid to reach out. Um, thanks for welcoming Chris and letting us chat imperfectly about how we're making it work. And I know that marriage is a complicated thing and this is a complicated conversation and we're grateful for your generosity to even listen to the two of us talk about what we've kind of fumbled into. So be sure, um, you leave us a comment on our Instagram, especially if you want me back on the podcast. (laughs) Let us know if you ever want to hear Chris's voice on here again. But also let us know what we left out. Like, what do you think of as um, the most important things for your marriages? Um, And before we head out, let's take a minute to hear from our amazing sponsor this week. Today's episode is sponsored by Jonas Paul Eyewear. Stylish kids glasses with an impact. Mercedes, I know you know about style and your babies are the coolest. You know it. So tell us how cute these glasses are. Okay, listen, it's so hard to find on-trend glasses for kids and these are the cutest glasses I've seen. Yes, and have you ever used a home try-on kit for glasses? No, but it sounds super fun and I feel like your kids get to play dress up. We have Jonas Paul glasses and this past year, Brooksy, my eight-year-old, needed glasses, so we got a home try-on kit from Jonas Paul. Brooksy loves looking good. He actually legit wore a bow tie all on his own for picture day. Having a kid at home was perfect for him. They sent us seven frames and he had a week to walk around in them and make his own opinion. And it was really nice to not have that quick, we have 10 minutes in a store and there's fluorescent lights and we need to decide feeling. When he picked his frame, we put our order in online and we shipped the box of trial glasses back with the free shipping label provided. Super easy. So you have Jonas Paul glasses at your house and you know what? So does Heather. Yeah, that's right. Mason has them. She's worn Jonas Paul glasses for a couple of years now. We all know that getting glasses to fit on our kids with Down syndrome can be difficult. There's a flatter nose bridge that our kids have and lower set ears, and that can make getting glasses to fit a challenge. Here's the thing about Jonas Paul. Their nose pads are designed specifically for children's noses. They also have these unique adjustable tips that you can bend for a custom fit. So you can make it fit to your child's perfect little face. These glasses are so affordable, half the price of most of the children's glasses out there. Plus, here's the best part, every frame sold prevents childhood blindness in the developing world. It's so great. You know that Jonas Paul now sells glasses for teenagers and our kids are growing up. They're growing up fast and we are gonna need those teenager sizes before we know it. For first time customers, Jonas Paul is offering 15% off. Use the promo code THELUCKYFEW at checkout. Visit their website, jonaspauleyewear.com, to learn more. All right, we're back, and I am so excited to tell you guys about our new segment called Family of the Week. Each week, we are sharing stories and good news of families in our Down syndrome community, and we would love to hear from you and your family. So you can call us at 
402-942-9147 to share with us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and of course, who in your life has Down syndrome. And we cannot wait to hear from you, friends. So let's jump over for our family of the week. My name is Emily Kessler. My husband, Robert, and I live in Louisiana, and we have um, two daughters. One who is four, her name is Landry Kate, and a two-year-old daughter named Cora. And Cora is rocking that extra 21st chromosome. We traveled to China in November of 2018 to meet and bring Cora home. So she's been home about 14 months. She um, came to us um, very delayed, and she was not even able to sit up. Um, She was 21 months old when we met her, and she couldn't sit up on her own. But my great news is that she she started taking steps this month. So she's been home about 14 months, and um, she has just come so far in such a short amount of time and we are just so proud of her and so blown away by her strength and her um, abilities and all of the joy that she's brought to our family um, over the course of a year. Um, And our other good news is that our home study is almost complete. Um, We're working on our second adoption of a child with Down syndrome from China and we hope to bring her home Before the end of 2020, we're hoping to travel in the summer um, of this year. Feel free to follow along with us on Instagram. Um, Our handle is at KesslerFam, K-E-S-S-L-E-R-F-A-M. We'll be keeping people posted and updated on Chorus Progress, as well as the progress of getting our second little loved one home. That is our family, and we would love to get to know you. Thanks so much. Have a great day. All right. Thanks so much to our family this week. And um, just a reminder that we love hearing from all of you. And we're very excited about how this um, Family of the Week segment is going to go. So um, as always, friends, we want to hear your good news about your loved ones with Down syndrome. So leave us a voicemail and share your good news. Again, that number is 424-442-9147. And if you have a product or a business that wants to help us shout the worth of people with Down syndrome, you know we'd love to partner with you. We say it every week and we mean it. You can email hello at the lucky few podcast.com um is that right yes it is um for sponsorship opportunities and i want to give a huge thank you to our editor and producer andy Lara, to our co-producer val schleter to our sponsor to chris hohorse the cutest of all the the people on earth 
And um, now you're just losing all credibility. <laughs> and all of you who have shared the Lucky Few podcast with friends and who have listened faithfully and cheered us on. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And um, thanks for talking about marriage with us this week, friends. Remember that you, dear listener out there, supporting your loved one with Down syndrome, you are a shouter of worth and a narrative shifter. So keep on keeping on. We are cheering for you. We'll see you next time on the Lucky Few Podcast. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Lucky Few Podcast. Remember to review our show on Apple Podcasts and check us out on all social media at the Lucky Few Pod. You can also support the show now via Anchor.fm just by going to the website, scroll down to the bottom, and you can begin your support right now. Lastly, send us your good news by going to theluckyfewpodcast.com and sending us a message via text, voicemail, or email. See you next time.